Well, gotta thank Kyle Petty for giving me something to talk about today. You're listening to the Blow the Yellow Line podcast from Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast. This is the eighth episode of the show. It is Phoenix Week now. It is Tuesday, March 7th, 2023. Um, got to talk some stuff that doesn't really have a huge impact on anything on the weekend. We're going to go into the preview later in the week. We're going to talk more about Chase Sellate and that whole driver situation, the new aero package, later in the week on the show. In today's show, I want to discuss something that, that came up yesterday. It's um, really been blowing up over the night and into this morning. Um, then we'll also talk about NASCAR TV ratings a little bit. Um, but the big breaking story that I want to cover today is uh, Kyle Petty, his soundbite on, I believe, I don't know if it's Motor Mouse, or the NASCAR America podcast, some podcast that he's on. Um, he had a soundbite that really ticked some people off. He had a soundbite that's kind of polarizing um, and a soundbite that, that's gotten a lot of people talking. Um, so in this soundbite, he... Um, he said that, that Ryan Blaney is, is kind of hyped up for nothing, that he's done nothing. Or not that he's done nothing, at least that he's, he hasn't done a lot. Um, I'm going to say right off the bat that I think I respect Kyle, I, I do respect Kyle Petty. He was a very, you know, he was a solid driver, won eight races. It's hard to live up to the family name when your grandfather won 54 cup races and was a three-time cup champ. And that was with his career being cut short. He also won a Daytona 500. Um, you know, your dad um, won seven cup championships, seven Daytona 500s, and, you know, 200 races. Um, that is very hard to live up to. Um, I completely get that. Completely get that. Um, but for him to be calling and and I know he's he didn't explicitly come out and say I was a better driver than Ryan Blaney spoiler alert I don't think he is and I think he knows that Ryan Blaney's a better driver than him because if you look at the numbers it supports that Ryan Blaney is going to end up with more than 8 wins in his cup series career he's been a lot more consistent than Kyle Petty but that's not what this debate is about um it's a debate about what Ryan Blaney has done in the NASCAR Cup Series. So this is Ryan Blaney's seventh year of full-time competition. He ran, I think he was either the pole sitter or he just led a few laps. He was up front a lot in uh, my favorite NASCAR race of all time, the second one I attended, the 2014 Geico 500, the fall race at Talladega. 2015, 2016, made some select starts for the Wood Brothers. Um, and then 2017, he got a full-time gig with the Wood Brothers. Um, so he's full-time now. Basically, in a Penske car, they've been you know growing more and more with Penske um, as the years have gone on. They have really become a satellite organization of Penske. In 2017, Ryan Blaney goes out and beats out Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch and Martin Truex, all those guys for a win at Pocono in 2017. The first career win gets the Wood Brothers into the playoffs, and then he not only gets into the playoffs, but he takes them to the round of eight in his first full-time year. So everybody's saying, oh, goodness, look at that. In 2018, he goes to the 12, and he's officially a member of Penske Racing. 2018, did he win any races that season? Let me actually see. I can't remember if Ryan Blaney won any races that year. 
Um, I know he made the playoffs. He's made the playoffs every year of his of his full time Cup Series career. Um, last year he barely squeaked in over Martin. Ch oh, he won the Roval. That's right. He also won a duel that year. Um, he won the pole in the Las Vegas race that year. Yeah, he won the Roval in crazy fashion. So technically, he won two. The only official one uh, was one race. Um, so the only official one was the Charlotte Roval that year. Um, for you know, solid year, solid year for Ryan Blaney. In 2019, he had one win at Talladega in that crazy fall race finish with Ryan Newman. Got him into the round of eight once again. Um, very solid, very consistent, but you would like to see him win more than one race. In 2020, he very nearly won the Daytona 500. He did win at Talladega uh, that year, locked himself into the playoffs. And I think he got to the round of 12 that year. So again, solid, very consistent. In 2021, he won three races. Okay, he won three races that year. He won at Atlanta that year in the spring, beating out uh, Kyle Larson with some help from teammate Joey Logano that locked him into the playoffs. And then he won back-to-back -back races in the last two races of that year's regular season. He won at Michigan, beating out William Byron, and he won at Daytona in that crazy race. So again, very consistent, very solid. You know, winning races, being, you know, an outside championship contender. And then you have last year where he wins the all-star race. He makes the postseason. Uh, no, 2020, he was eliminated in the first round, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, my bad. 2020 was eliminated in the first round. That was a horrible round for him. Um, but still, making the playoffs, winning races um, is something he's been able to consistently do. Kyle Petty's last win at Dover in 1995 came in a year where he ended up 30th in points. And I know we don't, we, they didn't end the playoffs back then, but what Ryan Blaney has been able to do has been impressive. Even when he's not winning a lot, or even like last year when he just doesn't win, period, he's still making the championship chase. He's still making the playoffs. He's still giving himself a chance. Kyle Petty's most competitive year was arguably 1992, a year in which Bill Elliott and Davey Allison and Alan Kowicki, Mark Martin, and all those guys... Um, you know, Harry Gant, a year in, all those, I think like five or six guys had a chance um, at the championship, and Kyle Petty was one of those guys. It was a very outside chance of winning the championship, but it was still a chance of winning the championship nonetheless. Um, but if you look at what Ryan Blaney's been able to do, it's, it's consistent, you know? Even when 2020 is your worst full-time year, and that's still a year where you made the playoffs and won a race, that means you're a pretty solid driver. Now, the argument here is not that Ryan Blaney is a bad driver, not whether Ryan Blaney is better or worse than Kyle Petty. It is how much has he done as compared to the equipment he's driven. I'll be honest, he has not overperformed his equipment. It's hard to outperform Penske equipment. Has he underperformed, underwhelmed? Sure, you could say that. But if he has, it hasn't really been by a lot. Because Ryan Blaney, with Ryan Blaney, you know you're going to get a guy that if nothing goes wrong, you know, if there aren't any weird crashes or mechanical failures, he's a guy that's going to have you in contention for a top 10 and top 5 every week. And two or three times a season, especially at the super speedways, you will find yourself with a driver that, you know, he might not always have a killer instinct, 
but he can absolutely go get you a win, especially at a, at a Daytona, a Talladega, in Atlanta, uh, Michigan, you know, track like that. He was the only guy who had anything close to what Alex Bowman had in that spring 2020 race at Fontana. He was the only guy that had any semblance of a chance to beat um, to beat Ryan or uh, to beat Alex Bowman that day. And so I think the mo the most impressive thing about Ryan Blaney is his consistency. It is his ability each and every season to consistently be a race winning and championship threat. How big of a championship threat he is is debatable. Kyle Petty's main uh, comparison here is uh, Casey Kane. Uh, Casey Kane and his, uh, you know, how he was kind of the next big thing. Um, everyone was saying when Casey Kane was coming in sport, oh, he's the next big thing, he's going to win a lot of championships. And yes, I will say Casey Kane's career was underwhelming. You know, Everham and all them, they had kind of a disappointing stint um, there. And, and, you know, they had to be sold to our Richard Petty. And that deal didn't really work out. Um, but then he goes to Hendrick, one of the top rides in the series in 2012, after Mark Martin in his 50s goes to Hendrick and is one of the best drivers in the sport there for three years. And he kind of lays an egg. Um, 2013, he had a really solid year. 2014, he won at Atlanta. Um, my dog might bark here in a second. I apologize. Major, be quiet. Um, oh, gosh. I apologize, guys. This is going to be a little awkward here. But uh, gets himself into the playoffs in 2014. Gets eliminated after Talladega. Um, in 2015, I believe he squeaked in on points. I don't think he won that year. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Um, yeah, 2016, he didn't win. 2017, he did win the Brickyard 400 that year. He was teetering on the edge of the playoffs. And then he has to go to Levine Family Racing because after 2017, Dale Jr.'s out and Hendrick, you know, aside from Jimmy Johnson, is the youth movement with Chase Elliott, William Byron, and, and Alex Bowman. Um, as we all know, 2019, Casey Kane has to go out. But Casey Kane, I, I think you can say, did get overhyped. Um, the first few years with Ray Everham, he was pretty good. Unfortunately, it kind of all spiraled downhill, and, and with whatever concussions or injuries he had, um, you know, that's it's unfortunate. But I think we can say um, that he did... Um, under underperform. For Ryan Blaney though, I think he's different than Casey Kane because he's more consistent. He might not win as much, but I don't remember a seven year stretch of Casey Kane's career where he was either always making the chase or always a guy that you knew at the end of the day was gonna be a top ten, top five contender. You know, he might have been a threat to win more often, but he wasn't as consistent. I think Ryan Blaney, at the end of the day, when all is said and done, will be remembered as a better driver than Casey Kane. I think he will eclipse 18 wins. I think that's what Kane got. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he won a championship or two. 
Um, he hasn't been able to close out stuff. That's absolutely true. He hasn't always been able to close out races, close out, you know, close out the deal to make it in the championship four. It's astounding he doesn't have a championship four yet, but I believe that's coming along with the championship. I believe both of those are absolutely on the table. Um, winning races, winning more than one race would be huge um, a season. But I, I think even if he does continue to have this winless streak, um, if he's just consistent, if he does Ryan Blaney things, I don't think anybody's going to think of him any worse for it. Now, the big thing here, though, that I want to mention is I think what Kyle Petty is saying about him not doing anything has more with him thinking he was just incredibly hyped up. Ryan Blaney was hyped up. I'm not going to make it sound like he wasn't. 2010, 2011, 2012, when he's running nationwide series races with Penske and winning them, you know, performing well in the truck series and all that, winning races, being a championship contender in both of those series, and then leaping over to the Cup Series. I remember uh, 2015, fall, uh, the spring Caldega race. He, I think he finished third or fourth. He was around Paul Menard, Jimmy Johnson, Dale Jr., who won that race. He had a good chance to win that race. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out for him, but he sewn it up with the top five. I remember Daryl Walship cheering Ryan Blaney on in the final, on the backstretch in the final corners. Ryan Blaney was not as hyped up as Casey Kane. The main guys that were hyped up around Blaney's class were, you know, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, especially Chase Elliott because of the name. Dave Blaney was obviously not as good as Chase Elliott. If he was, Blaney would have had more hype. Most of Chase Elliott's hype was coming from the fact that his dad was Austin Bill from Dawsonville. Now, Chase Elliott is obviously delivered on all the hype. He is a Cup Series champion. He's one of the best drivers in the sport. Um, and, and Ryan Blaney is, is one of the best drivers in this board as well. His dad wasn't near successful. Dave Blaney never won a race in the NASCAR Cup Series. He only had one Xfinity Series win. He had no truck wins. That Xfinity win was the race where Matt Kenton spun himself out coming to the line at Charlotte. His best cup finish was third in 2003 at Darlington. Um, he, I mean, he did very nearly win the, uh, the 2010 Daytona 500. Uh, was that 2011, 2010, whichever one won crashed in the jet dryer. Those are kind of 2010 and 2011 meld together in my mind for whatever reason. But Ryan Blaney has delivered on the hype that he was given too. And I would say Kyle Larson has too. You know, you can argue about Bubba Wallace or not, but I'd, I'd say most of the guys in that NASCAR next group, all those guys have delivered on the hype. They've all won races. They've all, you know, most all of them have been championship contenders. Um... You know, Casey Kane had more hype than a lot of people remember. He had more hype than, than you know, arguably Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Ty Gibbs, Noah Gregson, um, Dale Jr., guys like that that were coming in. Um, and unfortunately, his career didn't pan out the way a lot of people thought it would. I think Blaney's fine, though. I don't think Ryan Blaney is is bad. I don't think Ryan Blaney is doing nothing at all because Ryan Blaney is, is a very solid, consistent driver. I got a lot of respect for Kyle Petty. I don't think this is a very good take. He said some interesting stuff over the years, um, but I, I just think he's off on this one. I think Ryan Blaney is is a top seven or eight driver in the NASCAR Cup Series, and if you don't believe me, just, again, look at his consistency. Look at his ability to make the playoffs, consistency to win a race. I know he didn't last year, and you know he hasn't so far this year, but his time's coming. His time's coming to really break out and establish himself as, yes, I am a championship contender. So those are my thoughts on that. Last thing here, uh, just going to mention um, the NASCAR TV ratings um, for this weekend. So I, uh, Truck Series got 623,000 viewers. I'm not seeing anything for the Xfinity Series yet, which is disappointing. 
Um, and I think I was saying, remember I was saying, Chase Elliott being out might have an effect on the TV viewership. I don't know if this is that or not. But Fox had over 4.5 million viewers for last year's cup race, 4.544. This year they only got 3.991. So it's under 4 million. I think for the first four or five races of the year, if you're not getting above 4 million viewers on network TV on Fox, you have to get at least 4 million. That's why I was fine with the numbers being slightly down at Auto Club. I say you still get 4 million. I don't know if Phoenix is going to get 4 million because Phoenix, even with this new era package, is known for not having great racing. We'll see. It still did better than, than um, F1 and IndyCar. Both of those were down a decent amount from last year. So NASCAR wasn't the only one, but I think this is really the Chase Elliott effect um, on these TV ratings. So those are just my thoughts on those two subjects. Um, yeah, let me know yours in the comments on YouTube. Let me know yours. Um, you know, I, I might put a poll on Spotify. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast, watching if you're on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, share. If you're listening on Spotify or any other podcast platform, you can find us on all major podcast platforms, save for Google and Apple. Share, rate, follow, do all that good stuff, and thank you for watching and listening. I'm Samuel Soaps from the Spotter Stand YouTube page and below the Yellow Line podcast. This has been... Below the yellow line. Goodbye.